You're tuned in to the thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. want to say happy new year to everybody i hope you guys are having a great new year uh, happy 2023 can you believe it we're We got a great show in store for you. We're going to be talking about three hot topics and right out the gate, we're going to be talking about the stalemate in Congress has ended and a new speaker is elected. We're going to be giving you all the sordid details in the first segment of this week's show. Second segment, we'll be talking about a very near tragic uh, injury that took place on last Monday night's football game against the Bills and the Bengals where safety DeMar Hamlin uh, took a near fatal fall after a tackle uh, and uh, it was a very scary, scary uh, thing that took place. Many people were watching around the country and even the world. It just shows you the magnitude and the power of Monday Night Football and just football in general. Uh, but we want to talk about that in the second uh, segment of this week's show and give you an update on uh, DeMar Hamlin's progress. Uh, and then in the final segment, we'll be talking about New Year's resolutions. That's right, guys. We'll be sharing with you the top 10 New Year's resolutions. And I'm going to be sharing with you what I'm doing this new year. It's time. 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 For fulfillment and gratification You no longer look for people For encouragement or confirmation But you do as the Apostle Paul Instructs us And look unto Jesus Who is the author and the finisher Of our faith So let this be the year you start Something new Let this be the year of new beginnings Let this be the year of a new Attitude, a new outlook A new perspective, a new purpose A new mission statement, a new Roadmap, a new compass, a new drive, new motivation, new benchmarks, new goals which will ultimately lead to new achievements, new dreams which will lead to new opportunities, new visions which will ultimately lead to a new you. A new episode of the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast starts. Now.
and welcome to the New Year's New You edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. I want to say Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you guys are having a great New Year. Uh, happy 2023. Can you believe it? We're finally here. Finally here. Uh, in fact, uh, we're going into the second week uh, almost there. We're just about there uh, the second week of 2023. Uh, but we're so happy to be sharing with you a brand new New Year's New You edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Many of you are probably going back to work. I myself am still on vacation. Yay! <laughs> I'm still uh, taking me a little break, getting some much-needed rest, and I hope you have and are as well. Uh, again, Happy New Year to everybody that is listening, wherever you are around the world. That is so great about podcasts because you can be listening uh, in Detroit and you can be listening all the way in Cuba or Colombia. <laughs> uh, you can be listening in in uh, California or listening in uh, New Mexico. I mean, that's the beauty of podcasts. So anywhere you are listening, wherever you are around the world, we want to say Happy New Year to you and yours. But needless to say, guys, we've got a great show in store for you. We're going to be talking about a number of different things, three hot topics uh, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Right out the gate, we're going to be talking about the stalemate in the U.S. Congress. Republicans cannot come together to select or elect a speaker. We're going to talk about the challenges, who's at fault, and more in the first segment of this week's edition. And in the second segment, we're going to be talking about a very near tragic uh, injury that took place on last Monday night's football game against the Bills and the Bengals, where safety DeMar Hamlin uh, took a near fatal fall after a tackle. Uh, and uh, it was a very scary, scary uh, thing that took place. Many people were watching around the country and even the world. It just shows you the magnitude and the power of Monday Night Football and just football in general. Uh, but we want to talk about that in the second uh, segment of this week's show and give you an update on uh, DeMar Hamlin's progress. Uh, and then in the final segment, we'll be talking about New Year's resolutions. That's right, guys. I'm going to be sharing with you the top 10 New Year's resolutions. And I'm going to be sharing with you what I'm doing this new year. So, guys, we've got a great show in store for you. But before we jump into that, I want to give out a few shout outs uh, to some people uh, who uh, are on our Facebook fan page. Those uh, who are uh, following us on Facebook, Thinking Out Loud Radio and TV Show Facebook fan page. If you're not following us, you need to be following us on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. We posted on uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, during this holiday season. We took a couple quick trips uh, and uh, just, you know, letting some of our um, followers and fans know 
uh, what we're up to and uh, prayers for our travel back and forth. And I uh, just want to give some quick shouts out to our good friends and fans on our Facebook fan page. Margie Benjamin, Pastor Margie Benjamin, uh, Rondolin Everson, uh, Loretta Beckham, Antonia King, Sharon Will- Sharon Williams. Thank you guys for uh, for your prayers. Uh, we were definitely uh, encouraged by th- by, uh, by them uh, as well. Uh, there are a few other people we want to thank. Uh, boy, we've got some exciting news for our Thinking Out Loud radio show listeners. If you've been following the show for any length of time, you know that we're big fans of the Detroit Youth Choir. In fact, we've had music director Anthony White on the show several times to talk about the success of the Detroit Youth Choir. Well, guys, uh, this coming Monday, January the 9th at 8 p.m., they're going to be on NBC's America's Got Talent All-Stars. America's Got Talent All-Stars auditioning for the big prize of one million dollars they're going to be competing against the best of the best america's got talent all-stars these are those individuals who have already competed on the big stage and have won so america's got talent has invited the detroit youth choir to come back to compete amongst the uh the group of best of the best uh, performers on america's got talent so look for them and we uh hope that you have an opportunity to tune in on this coming Monday, January 9th on NBC to check out America's Got Talent All-Stars and the Detroit Youth Choir. Shelby Hunter, Andrea Johnson, and Crystal Jackson. Thank you guys so much for your thoughts and prayers. Uh, these are Facebook fans and even friends of ours that follow us on our Facebook fan page. Thank you guys so much for your thoughts and prayers as we were doing a little bit of traveling during this holiday season, as many of you were as well. So that's why you guys have got to tap in, uh, as many people say, tap in to what we have going on. Our social media is TOL Radio Host MSN uh, on Instagram and Twitter, T- the TOL Radio Show as well, uh, or our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ, uh, or you can follow us on our YouTube channel and subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel at face uh, youtube.com forward slash thinking out loud tv there you'll be able to make comments about videos or posts that we have made uh, and share your thoughts about anything that we've talked about or posts or even discuss right here on the thinking out loud radio show so uh we hope that you will follow us and support us uh, on our podcast journey so we'll be doing that uh in the next uh Uh, And sharing with you comments that some of our Facebook fans and followers have shared with us uh, about topics that we plan to discuss in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to be a part of it, all you guys got to do is just jump on our fan page, leave us a comment, and we'll share it right here on the air. All right, guys, we're getting ready to take a break. But when we come back, we're jumping right into my first topic. The stalemate in Congress has ended and a new speaker is elected. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. And the next speaker of the 118th Congress, Kevin McCarthy. (laughs) 
Kevin McCarthy became the 55th Speaker of the House, days into the new Congress, following one of the longest House Speaker contests in history. Heading into the fourth day of voting, McCarthy had already lost 11 straight votes and remained well short of the 218 votes that he needed to become Speaker. In opposition to McCarthy, had only grown over those 11 ballots. But key concessions to far-right Republicans on committee assignments, rules changes, and spending commitments flipped 14 votes to McCarthy on the 12th ballot. Bishop of North Carolina. McCarthy. Momentum continued to shift toward McCarthy Friday afternoon. I know you're all wondering what changed the vote. I think I can speak for generally all of us. It is the framework of an agreement in good faith that allows us to keep moving forward. We felt we got to a place where people were comfortable enough to say, okay, you know what? This is this is something that is that is tangible, that is real reforms here on Capitol Hill. You know, it's it's brought everybody together even stronger. Well, now we're unified. Let's continue working through these final issues and then uh, and then start bringing the bills that are going to turn this country around. By the time the House reconvened, McCarthy had picked up the necessary votes, ending one of the most tumultuous speaker battles in history and setting the potential stage for protracted GOP fights in the weeks and months ahead. I may not know all of you, some of you are new. But I hope one thing is clear after this week. I never give up. All right, we are back. And as we said before the break, we're going to be talking about a number of different topics in this new year, new year edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And um, in this first segment, as you heard in the intro, we're going to be talking about uh, the stalemate in the U.S. Congress has come to an end. And um, the Republicans have finally uh, elected a speaker after 15 ballots. That's right, guys. Not just one or two ballots, but 15 ballots uh, <clears throat> were... Uh, used to use in effect to elect uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House of the 118th Congress. So we're planning to talk about this uh, in uh, this first segment because the implications and ramifications of this election of uh, Speaker McCarthy and everything that led up to it is uh, remarkable and um, I believe it's something that <clears throat> needs to be talked about and addressed and I know many people are already doing so on social media the talking heads of course are doing so on CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and other news outlets in fact we had already 
uh, put together a segment for uh, this particular podcast that we just decided to do an update or just do just completely redo because um, at the time we had done it, um, they had gotten to 13 ballots and had not elected a speaker at that point. Uh, and Kevin McCarthy was inching closer and closer to the threshold of 218 uh, votes that he needed to become speaker, but he had not yet done so. And so uh, on um, uh, Friday evening, uh, actually early, early Saturday morning at 1.30 a.m. is when he finally got uh, the, the, the votes that he needed um, to become the next speaker of the house. And <clears throat> we wanted to, again, take time to kind of unpack uh, what happened. Um, of course, this was unprecedented. Uh, from what I understand, um, this is the first time uh, since, what, in 100 years since uh, they've had to use uh, more than nine ballots in order to elect a speaker of the house and it's because in large part the fracturing of the republican party the republican party is very fractured you have um uh infighting uh there's a freedom caucus that uh, pretty much blocked a lot of the um activity that was taking place uh, the negotiations that were happening behind the scenes. Kevin McCarthy, from what I underst understand, had to concede and offer up uh, a ton of concessions just to get to this point. And um, as we were watching uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the 14th and 15th ballots on, uh, on Saturday uh, morning, uh, Republicans almost came to fisticuffs. Uh, Congressman Matt Gates, a member of the Freedom Caucus, was the one person that seemed to be standing in the way of Kevin McCarthy uh, getting to the uh, 216 votes that he needed because <clears throat> there were several members that were um, voting present instead of actually voting for him which reduced the uh, which reduced the threshold uh, to 216 that he would uh, that he needed and uh, the, the it was the uh, 14th ballot I believe that uh, Matt Gates uh, voted um, against Kevin McCarthy actually no yes it was the 14th ballot that Matt Gates missed the vote and uh, then he voted present and at that point um, it was too late for well they were trying to get him to change his vote and uh, after that vote became official then the Republican Party decided to put a motion in place to adjourn the session until 12 noon on Monday. But um, as I was watching uh, the coverage on CNN, uh, Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy uh, appear to have had words. 
uh, and uh, looked like they had come to some type of agreement towards the end of uh, the um, the vote that was being taken to adjourn, and they decided to um, uh, to switch their votes to nay in order to keep the session in place because um, there appeared to be a change in place that might uh, give uh, Speaker uh, give uh, Congressman McCarthy the votes he would need in order to become the Speaker of the House. And uh, ultimately, uh, he was nominated again along with Congressman Hakeem Jeffries. And uh, the way it happened is they began to tally the votes. And uh, when they got to Matt Gates, he voted present. And at that point, there were, instead of it being five votes uh, from uh, five uh, members of the Freedom Caucus that voted present, there were now six members that voted present, which reduced the threshold uh, that McCarthy needed uh, from 218 to 216, and that put him over the top, and he now he, he became Speaker of the House at approximately 1.35 or so a.m. on Saturday, January the 6th. Uh, interestingly enough, two years to the, uh, to the day, the anniversary of uh, the insurrection uh, on Capitol Hill. And um, it was a very, very surreal uh, uh, event that took place on uh, last evening watching uh, this take place or early this morning um, and you know for those who know me and have followed this podcast know we talk politics all the time uh, I am not a politician not claiming to be one uh, but it, it, but I am uh, I, I think I, I like to talk about politics because uh, you know, the practical side of it is I believe it's important for us to be politically aware of what's going on around us. Um, and that's why we talk about voting and that's why we talk about um, knowing uh, who your representatives are and knowing and uh, knowing what legislation is out there and it's important to you because I say all the time that if you have legislatures legislators and you have politicians that are not voting in your best interest if they're not there representing you in the way that they should be then they the, the way to fire them the way to remove them from office is to vote someone else in and that is the power of the vote and that is why we talk about politics and and I and I and talk about being politically engaged on this podcast we'll continue to do so because I believe it is very very important and I believe those that are listening believe that as well and as I'm watching this uh, coverage of uh, the you know the the vote for the speaker of the house on CNN um, and you see the infighting in the Republican Party 
uh, I couldn't help but think that this is a window into how the Republican Party in the U.S. House of Representatives is going to look in the in the next couple of years. Uh, this, you know, if it took 15 ballots uh, for Kevin McCarthy be, to become the next Speaker of the House. And he had to uh, uh, to concede and to basically, uh, you know, give over a ton of concessions to, uh, you know, hardline Republicans and those even in the Freedom Caucus. You can only imagine the hurdles he's going to have to 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 jump and uh, and and the things that he's going to have to do just to keep that position. Um in fact, there's an article that I ran across on uh, in the New York Times that basically lists uh, the 20 uh, members of the Freedom Caucus that uh, are uh, primarily responsible for uh, the holdup in this uh, election of the Speaker. You have uh, Congressman Andy Biggs, uh, Dan, Congressman Dan Bishop, uh, Congresswoman uh, Lauren Bobart, uh, you know her. She is, um, uh, you know, the 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 all the most of these are MAGA supporters. Uh, Lauren Bobart and uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene are pretty much uh, running buddies, and they, you know, are are uh, you know Trump supporters, and uh, they are constantly. Um, you know, talking about uh, the right to bear arms and and um, and 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 very and saying very uh, incendiary uh, things to uh, you know really incite violence uh, and 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 you know really um, you know become a a major problem uh, for conservatives and Republicans in in the. Uh, in the House of Representatives, you know, you have Michael Cloud, uh, Andrew Clyde, Matt Gates, of course. Um, you know, uh, you have uh, Paul uh, Gosar, Andy Harris, Mary Miller, Ralph Norman. Many of these individuals you don't know. Uh, I'm just calling these names out. Byron Donalds is another African. He's an African American in this Freedom Caucus that um, they had selected. Um, or nominated on several ballots, and he got uh, 20 votes uh, on a few of those ballots, pulling votes from Kevin McCarthy in order to extend out this uh, process to uh, ultimately uh, elect a Speaker of the House. And uh, the infighting in the Republican Party was so, so problematic. And I'm sure, uh, you, you know, he could see it. You could see it on his face, uh, you know, constantly having to uh, concede and, and, and constantly having to make accommodations for these individuals. And it just um, <laughs> it was just, you know, interesting uh, to um, to see you know, what kinds of things, uh, that, um, you know, he had to give up and, and, um, this is just, again, I, as I said earlier, an insight into, um, the kinds of, uh, challenges that he's going to have to face, 
uh, as the new Speaker of the House. One of the concessions that was talked about uh, yesterday was um, that uh, he uh, has agreed to, um, and as far as a part of the new rules package that has yet to be voted on, that he's agreed that only one congressman can um, uh, call for a vote to remove or vacate the Speaker of the House. Whereas before, it was five congressmen that um, that that needed uh, to come together to call for a vote to vacate the Speaker of the House. And again, that concession, uh, you know, if that holds uh, holds true, you can imagine the kind of pressure that he's going to be under uh, day in and day out, especially from those who did not want him to be speaker in the first place. The, he, he, he does not have a lot of wiggle room or latitude to govern uh, this, uh, this, this cantankerous caucus of Republicans uh, as Speaker of the House because of uh, all of the concessions he had to make to get there. Uh, it is very, very interesting. And uh, to see all of this uh, unfold right in front of us, right in, in, our, in front of our very eyes was, was very, very, um, very interesting. The, you know, the CNN has an article uh, on uh, their website, How McCarthy Survived the House Chaos to Win the Speaker's Gavel. Florida Representative Matt Gates strolled into House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy's office on Monday night with a list of demands, among them the chairmanship of a key House Armed Service subcommittee. McCarthy rejected the offer. That decision set in motion a chain of events that left Gates and McCarthy locked in open confrontation on the House floor late Friday night. In fact, we saw this in real time. And um, according to CNN, their cameras were not there. C-SPAN's cameras were capturing uh, the events of this election that was happening uh, there because, uh, uh, from what I understand, the government government cameras were not um, in place because uh, because the speakership had not been uh, the speakership had not been taken care of yet. And so it's not until Congress is sworn in, uh, well, speakers in the House, a speaker has been selected or elected, and Congress has been sworn in that uh, all of the uh, the nuances of government will uh, begin. But um, and so because of that, C-SPAN's cameras captured a lot of the real-time discussions and debate. And even though we could not hear uh, what was being said or the individuals were not mic'd up to, 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 to get their um, dialogue that was happening in real time, you could kind of see that there was tension in the ranks. Uh, there was one congressman that actually uh, went to almost fisticuffs with Matt Gates after he refused to uh, reverse his present vote uh, uh, on the 14th ballot. Uh, when he was um, uh, when he was approached by Kevin McCarthy to do so, it was 
very very interesting and at then one point um you know marjorie taylor green was sitting behind matt gates and uh, i think they had donald trump on the phone at one point um lauren lauren Bobart was sitting next to matt gates it was really a circus that i think that's the best way to characterize this and and what's interesting to me is the republicans are always talking about um the mandate that the american people gave them back in november to become uh, the majority in the u.s house of representatives by a very slim margin they don't they don't uh, dwell on that but they are the majority now by uh by four uh, or by four or five congressmen or women but that slim that slim majority uh you know they 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 tout that as the the mandate from the american people to govern because the democrats have done such a horrible job at governing and, and a horrible job uh in washington and so this is their opportunity uh to take the helm or take the reins and get the job done so i uh, you know but yet you you watch this happening and unfolding in real time and you see that they are uh full of it that there's no other way to say it they're full of it they you know they 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 have no clue they have no idea what they're doing and uh, the infighting in the Republican Party uh, due in large part to uh, uh, Donald Trump Donald Trump uh, who is uh, moving the chess pieces in the background trying to do so um, is 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 doing uh, tremendous damage I think and and you'll see this played out in the days and weeks and months to come because they're going to have to make some very um, important decisions about the budget about the debt ceiling uh, and and if again any of these decisions are um, are uh, if this vote on these 15 ballots that it took to get McCarthy over the finish line if this is a reflection of what is to come or indication of what is to come the Republican Party is in trouble not just the Republican Party but the American people are in trouble think about that the American people are in trouble and it, it, you know there is no if ands or buts about it um one of the most disingenuous things that i i hate to hear from politicians particularly on the side particularly on the, the republican side of the aisle in the midst of all of this chaos in the midst of all of this division that's going on they continue to justify all of this by saying we are here representing the american people we are here doing the business of the american people this is what they sent us to washington to do and that is no that could be no further from the truth they did not send you to washington to infight they did not send you to washington uh to be a fractured party they did not send you to washington uh to fight amongst yourselves they sent you to Washington to do their business, to do our business. Again, I'm not a Republican, but I am a critic of 
um, the Republican Party because they are a fractured party. They are a party, in my view, that is in grave trouble. And um, and 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 you know, uh, if you look past all of the cheers and all of the fanfare after Kevin McCarthy became the speaker uh, early this morning, um, and the rubber when the rubber hits the road, you're going to see just how difficult his job is going to be. In fact, they're saying that he will probably be one of the weakest, if not the weakest, speaker in U.S. history because of the road and the path that he had to take to get to this seat. And that's why it's so very important, those who are listening, that you know who your representatives are and you make sure that they are representing you in the way that you would like them to do so. If they're not, if your interests are not their interests, then that then we have a problem. If they're not there representing your best interests, then they need to know that. You need to be writing your congressman. You need to be emailing them. You need to be calling them and letting them know that you are not happy with the way that they are representing you. Particularly those on the Republican side, because I cannot imagine any reasonable thinking person who is a Republican and they voted for any of these individuals that were responsible for uh, what happened on yesterday and the day, the four days leading up to this are happy with what happened yesterday. This was an embarrassment. This was an embarrassment. Um, the only bright side for me was, you know, as I'm watching this, because I, I am a, a student of history, I love watching, uh, you know, uh, ceremonial uh, events like these take place. And it, it's good to just know and, and see how these types of things happen. Yes, I, I stayed up uh, to watch this and, you know, it, it was like, uh, you know, watching a football game, you know, for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm into sports, you know that as well. But this, to me, was just as interesting to see this happen and unfold in real time. But one of the brighter notes of this was uh, the speeches that were given, in particular the speech that uh, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries gave as he was giving giving over the uh, the um, the um, gavel uh, to uh, the new Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, uh, according to. Uh, the uh, the way it works is, you know, the House Minority Leader gets an opportunity to give uh, a speech and uh, and then turn over the gavel to the incoming speaker. And I just want to share with you uh, just a few minutes of uh, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries' speech to kind of give you an idea of. Uh, how articulate and intelligent this this young man is as the newly elected House Minority Leader, 
for the Democratic Party. Take a listen. Madam Clerk, Whip Clark, distinguished members of the House Democratic Caucus and the House Republican Conference, it's my high honor and distinct privilege to finally be able to welcome all of you to the Now, the scripture says in Galatians, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Over the last two years, House Democrats, in partnership with President Biden and our colleagues in the Senate, have been hard at work on behalf of the American people, getting big things done. We passed the American Rescue Plan, saved the economy from a deep recession, put shots in arms, money in pockets, and kids back in school. We passed the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act to create millions of good-paying jobs, fix our crumbling bridges, roads, tunnels, our airports, our sewer and water system, our mass transportation systems, and ensure high-speed internet access in every single community. We passed gun safety legislation for the first time in 30 years that will save lives and make our communities safer. We passed the Chips and Science Act to bring domestic manufacturing jobs back home to the United States of America and ensure that our workforce has the skills to succeed in the 21st century economy. And we passed the Inflation Reduction Act to strike a dramatic blow against the climate crisis, set our planet on a sustainable trajectory forward, lower energy costs, strengthen the Affordable Care Act, lower health care costs, and drive down the high price of life-saving prescription drugs for millions of Americans. It was one of the most consequential Congresses in American history. President Biden gets the job done, and the D in Democrat stands for deliver. But I also want to make clear that we will never compromise our principles. House Democrats will always put American values over autocracy, benevolence over bigotry, the Constitution over the cult, democracy over demagogues, economic opportunity over extremism, freedom over fascism, governing over gaslighting, hopefulness over hatred, inclusion over isolation, justice over judicial overreach, knowledge over kangaroo courts, liberty over limitation, maturity over Mar-a-Lago, normalcy over negativity, opportunity over obstruction, people over politics, quality of life issues over QAnon, Reason over racism, substance over slander, triumph over tyranny, 
understanding over ugliness, voting rights over voter suppression, working families over the well-connected, xenial over xenophobia. Yes, we can over you can't do it, and zealous representation over zero-sum. And so there you have it. We talked about uh, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries and we'll continue to do so in future shows. But uh, he is definitely uh, a breath of fresh air uh, for uh, this country. Uh, and uh, I, I hope that uh, people are watching and uh, and taking all of this in because this is history unfolding right before our very eyes. And yes, while we are uh, ingesting all of the bad and all of the and all of the vitriol and the and the smoke and the shade that's coming from the Republican Party, I hope you're I hope you are taking in uh, what's happening uh, on the Democratic side and the historicity of uh, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries' ascension to House Minority Leader and in a few years could ultimately become, and we said this in a couple episodes ago, uh, could become the first African-American Speaker of the House because Democrats are going to retake the majority in the House of Representatives. You can guarantee it. Definitely, if you looked at what happened with the Republican Party, I don't see this, I don't see this, uh, this lasting uh, past uh, the the presidential election in 2024, I I see seats being flipped, and uh, and Hakeem Jeffries could uh, could actually become the House uh, Speaker of the House sooner rather than later. So um, I don't think it's going to take long for this transition to happen because this Republican Party in the House of Representatives, particularly uh, this group here in the 118th Congress, uh, I, I, I don't have a lot of high hopes. And I'm not sure if you are aware of this, but they've already uh, put out some of their agenda and, and letting people know what they're going to be focused on. And they're going to be doing investigations into their Biden administration. Um, that is on the, the top of their agenda. It is it is tearing down uh, uh, what the Democratic Party has spent uh, years trying to to build up and to create uh, legislation to um, you know infrastructure and um, and 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 do things to help um, you know uh, create more jobs and. And to build the economy, they're doing things to tear uh, to tear it down. And one thing that bothers me about the Republican Party is they don't have a plan. They just want to criticize your plan. You, you ever you ever met anybody like that, that that they don't have a plan, but they just they just want to criticize your plan. That is what they are good at. They don't they don't know what they want to do. They don't have a plan to get any of it done, but they just but they are good at criticizing your plan. 
pointing the finger. That is what they're good at, pointing the finger. And they're not very good at that either because in pointing the finger at uh, the other party, they can't afford to do it because they got three fingers pointing back at them looking at uh, the, the, the infighting, the division, the chaos that exists within their own party. And this, these last four days were emblematic of that very thing. Emblematic of that very thing. I, 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 along with every other American watching this, should have been embarrassed. If you know, you know, you you are someone that voted for any of these individuals because this display was sophomoric and uh and very moronic it was it was ridiculous R- absolutely ridiculous in fact uh before uh a speaker was selected uh, or elected i should say um you know and when they had gotten to i believe it might have been the 11th or 12th ballot i put a post out on our thinking out loud facebook fan page um facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud hq uh and uh i posted uh, you know that the stalemate continues and this again was before kevin mccarthy became speaker the juvenile and sophomoric way that these republicans are behaving in congress is the And they continue to use the American people as their justification for holding out and refusing to come together and elect a Speaker of the House, which is disingenuous and disrespectful. I've been watching this coverage all day and can't believe that the Republican Party, who longed to be in charge, continued to indict Democrats for not doing their job. Uh, They're not willing and they are yet not willing to do theirs. And watching this play out in real time on how they're wasting time and taxpayers' money in their indecisiveness is unacceptable. The trickle-down effect of the lack of leadership from the Republicans is debilitating. Congress is not able to do anything until a new speaker is elected. Congressmen and women are not able to be sworn in until a new speaker is elected. And I want and I put the question out there, what are your thoughts on this impasse in Congress? Drop your comments below. I want to give a special shout out to one of our fans and supporters of the Thinking Out Loud radio sh- uh, radio show and radio and TV show James Young who posted on uh, our our page I agree completely unacceptable they keep voting over and over again if they will not give him the number of votes needed then stop this foolishness of voting over and over again if I was McCarthy I would not want to be speaker of the house his own party will not give him the votes he needs and these Republican politicians trying to negotiate deals with McCarthy if they vote Vote for him is just outright shady and playing politics and not wanting what's good for the American people. It makes no sense. Want to give again a shout out to James Young. Thank you for the comments. We appreciate it. And those of you who want to um, chime in about uh, this or any of the topics that we discuss, you're more than welcome to do so. Just go to our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ. We would love to hear from you and we'll definitely uh, make sure your comments make it to the air. And we responded, James Young, absolutely. And all of the 
concessions that he supposedly has made is going to weaken his position as speaker if he uh, actually is elected and, and as you know he did become speaker uh, early this morning uh, and uh, you know we'll see how effective a speaker he will be uh, but I'd love to know what your thoughts are about this. Uh, please, again, go to our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ and let us know what your thoughts are about this. Again, I believe that we should be politically engaged, politically aware of what's going on around us because it affects us whether we want, whether we know it or not. Now, you know, it might not be affecting us directly or in uh, uh, directly, but it might affect us indirectly. And going back to this, uh, this part about us, it, the, the fact that it took this long to get a speaker, um, uh, the longer it took for the Republicans to elect a speaker, uh, the, the the new speaker could not swear in the 118th Congress. The 118th Congress, if they could not be sworn in, then those subcommittees could not be uh, seated. The leadership of those subcommittees could not be seated. And then beyond that, you talk about bills that need to be addressed and legislation and policy that needs to be addressed. Address. Those types of things would be uh, waiting in the wings until uh, these type until a new speaker is uh, put into place. And that is why this particular um, uh, position is very important. After all, the Speaker of the House is second in line to be uh, to the President of the United States. After the Vice President, it is the Speaker of the House in that line of succession. If anything happens to the President, the Vice President steps up and then the Speaker of the House becomes the Vice President. So that is how it works in uh, in government and understanding this and knowing how uh, things work uh, helps you and helps us to better understand uh, the inner workings of uh, the government that we uh, that we support in this country. But again, I love to know what your thoughts are about that. Guys, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we're going to give you an update on the safety from the Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hamlin and his situation. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ 
lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Minneapolis, Minnesota, to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Emmy Award winning journalist, Jimmy O'Heal. We have to ask ourselves, how is it? that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time. Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying, oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they could say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed and are. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It was my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it, he talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
Today, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest during the Bills-Bengals Monday night football game last night. The 24-year-old made a tackle in the first quarter, stood up, and then fell backwards moments later. Hamlin was given CPR for nearly 10 minutes before he was taken to a hospital where he remained sedated and in critical condition. The Bills said Hamlin's heartbeat was restored on the field before he was taken by an ambulance off the field. The game was suspended. The NFL decided to postpone it officially with no information on when or if. 45 past the hour. And just in the past couple of minutes, we've got two really promising updates on the condition of Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin. Number one, doctors say they have removed his breathing tube. And number two, he has actually talked to his teammates Joining us now from Cincinnati, NBC's Maggie Vespa, who has been covering this story throughout. I mean, we had already gotten, Maggie, that great news from doctors yesterday uh, that he was awake, that he was communicating, he was typing. But this is even a much bigger step forward, right? Chris, I mean, it just keeps going. And this is really the news that everybody was asking about yesterday. It was like yesterday we knew, like, okay, he's awake. He's reacting to family. Now today, the breathing machine, the breathing tube has been removed, and he is talking. And that is massive. And the Bills sending out this tweet um, just to kind of show how this is really hitting the team, letting them know that he FaceTimed his teammates today and told them, love you boys. And we just know how much that means to the team. We saw the press conference with Josh Allen and the coach, uh, Sean McDermott, yesterday, and they were just so emotional having gone through this and having seen it happen, obviously, firsthand. Someone else who this is really hitting is, you forget about the Cincinnati Bengals. They were there, too. And T. Higgins, in particular, the wide receiver who Hamlin tackled just before he collapsed, one thing that really stuck out to him was yesterday when Hamlin was awake and he was writing on pen and paper before he could actually talk. One of the first questions he asked when he regained consciousness was who won the game? Who won Monday's game? And the doctors told him, you did, Damar. You won the game of life. T. Higgins, who's been shouldering so much of this, that was incredible for him to hear. Here's his reaction to hearing that sort of anecdote. I had a smile on my face when I heard that because... Uh, that's probably something I would ask as well, uh, who won the game, but that, that's how you know that he was, you know, locked in and, and, and ready to, you know, ball out, but uh, it was good knowing that. They responded, yes, you won the game of life. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, man. He, he definitely won the game of life with that because, man, that, that's, that's, that was crazy. It was crazy. So. Higgins' mom, or excuse me, Higgins also adding that Hamlin's mom, Damar Hamlin's mom, called him to tell him the good news and told him that she, Damar's mom, is praying for him, which is just wonderful. So again, more fantastic updates coming out of the Cincinnati hospital. The biggest news, Chris, again, Hamlin is awake. He is now off the breathing machine, and he is talking. So the progress continues, and so many just so relieved, as you know. Yeah, I was wondering if anybody told him that that $2,500 he hoped to raise for the toy drive, at least the last time I checked, was what, over seven? <laughs> million. Uh, so there's a lot of toys for a lot yeah. of uh, deserving kids that are going to go out. And so doctors say he, he's very aware of all the love, which Aww. is which is fantastic. So so it's it's hitting him. So we'll, yeah, we'll keep you posted. Maggie Vespa, thank you so much for that update. All right, guys, we are back on the New Year's New You edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, we're continuing 
uh, to talk hot topics in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We talked in the last segment about the stalemate in Congress. And guys, we'd love to know what your thoughts are about that topic. Feel free to leave them on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ or uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the TOL Radio Show or TOL Radio Host MSN. You can also uh, email us at contact at michaelnemons.com and you can hit us up on TikTok as well. So guys, um, I hope you are enjoying our discussions on this week's New Year's New You edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we're going to be talking in this segment. You heard uh, the intro uh, into this segment uh, as we talked about uh, Bills, Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, the uh, near fatal uh, injury he uh, encountered uh, on uh, last Monday night football on uh, January the 2nd, Monday night football with Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. A very, very traumatic uh, uh, encounter or incident that took place during that game in the first quarter. Many of you were watching like I was watching that game there when uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, made a tackle. And uh, once the whistle was blown, the play had ended, uh, he took a step and then collapsed. And um, uh, for the next... Uh, 15, 20 minutes to a half an hour, there were medical personnel on the field that were trying to uh, revive him, uh, resuscitate him. From my understanding, he had a cardiac arrest uh, and um, they were having trouble resuscitating him uh, and uh, they were able to, um, to get his heart beating again. Uh, but he did not uh, re- regain consciousness until very much later on. Uh, the uh, The game was suspended, uh, and um, the medical personnel. Well, the game was suspended temporarily. Uh, the The medical personnel were able to uh, cart um, uh, Demar off of the uh, off of the field and take him to the University of Cincinnati Hospital. Uh, but there were a lot of, uh, if you were, you know, watching social media like I was, and, as well as uh, the reports that were happening and unfolding in real time, people were concerned about, you know, is the NFL going to go ahead and just cancel this game? Uh, they, they, they moved from a temporary suspension to ultimately canceling the game. Uh, but you could see on the faces of the players uh, that, um, you know, this game was not going to be played. When they uh, moved to temporarily suspend the game, you could see, uh, you know, players like Stefan Diggs, who was visibly shaken. Uh, quarterback Josh Allen was crying, uh, as well as um, Stefan Diggs and other players on both sides, Cincinnati, as well as the Buffalo Bills. Uh, were 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 shaken up. Players were kneeling uh, in prayer uh, around uh, Demar Hamlin, who again had lost consciousness and, um, according to reports, had uh, a cardiac arrest. And um, it did not look good. I mean, I was sitting there watching, like many of you, wondering if this was going to uh, end on a very very tragic note. 
uh, and this is this would have been very unprecedented, uh, as you as many of you know. Uh, we are used to watching those of us who are NFL fans or fans of football in general. We're used to seeing players in both college and the pros uh, get injured because this is a very violent sport that uh, that is played. Uh, players get injured all the time, but you you know you see them in you see you you you're used to seeing you know. Uh, uh, leg injuries uh ankle injuries or you know hamstrings or uh knee injuries or acls and you know whatnot but you're one thing you're not used to seeing is um cardiac arrest uh collapse people uh players collapsing on the field uh whether it be in football or in basketball the last player i can i can remember in basketball might have been Hank Gathers but it might have been one uh, after him in basketball who collapsed of a heart attack and I think he passed he died and so uh, that was in basketball but in football we have never seen uh, a player just flat out collapse in the middle of a game like that but we have seen ambulance come onto the field and cart players off and you see players uh you know put up the thumbs up to let the fans know that they are okay and that you know they're in uh in good spirits uh but you know uh in this particular case Demar was not even conscious when he was carted off in the ambulance so nobody knew what his condition was and we didn't know what his condition was until days uh after uh, the uh, incident had taken place and that was the, the one of the more chilling parts about this story because you just didn't know and and then when the NFL canceled the game uh, or you know canceled the game officially we still didn't know uh, you know what was happening and it was you know watching ESPN and listening to the analysts basically repeat themselves because all they could do was repeat themselves because there was nothing else to do. There was no other new information that was out there for them uh, to address or to report. Uh, and and so it became um, uh, became a very scary, uh, scary thing to watch and to see reporters emotional and uh, and get, uh, you know, tear and tear up as they. We're reporting about this young man who, you know, was a, you know, he was an NFL player, but he was not a, um, uh, a, a, a player that everyone knew. But one thing about uh, this type of injury, you know, and and this type of game, if anything happens to anyone, you become a household name, um, and uh, and so much so that it even impacted the foundation uh, that he had in his name, uh, which only had a goal of $2,500. And for what I understand, it has now exceeded that uh, by $7 million, uh, $7 million, according to, I believe it is Yahoo Sports. Uh, this, this particular uh, foundation has exceeded 
their fundraising goal and it is now at seven million dollars um, because of the um, out out uh, pour of support um, the overflow and outpouring of support for Damar Hamlin the safety from the Buffalo Bills but I just wanted to give you all an update about uh, this young man according to ESPN Damar Hamlin uh, has uh, his breathing tube removed and he is FaceTimed with his team uh, according to ESPN Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin had his breathing tube removed and has begun talking with his his care team family and his teammates Hamlin's breathing tube was removed overnight per the physicians at University of Cincinnati Medical Center in a statement via the bills and he continues to progress remarkably in his recovery his neurological n- neurological function remains intact per the physicians and he has been able to talk a uh, hamlet 24 is talking to loved ones and is also FaceTime with his teammates telling players and coaches i quote love you boys uh during friday's team meeting um on Thursday, doctors shared with reporters that removing the breathing tube would be an important step forward for Hamlin, who they hope can return home with his families as with his family as soon as possible. Uh, CPR was administered to Hamlin on the field Monday night for multiple minutes after he collapsed following the tackle of Bengals wide receiver T. Huggins. T. Higgins. Um, Hamlin received oxygen, according to. The ESPN broadcast as he was placed in the ambulance and taken off the field, he was driven to the hospital where he has remained. And, you know, that is a positive, positive report, especially in light of uh, what happened just days ago. This young man uh, collapsing uh, on this field, uh, could not breathe, was unconscious and his teammates and um, uh, from on both sides of the field, um, you know, they all came together and began to pray. And that was that was a, a remarkable moment uh, that I watched uh, and and many of you watched as well to see those players come together in prayer. Many of you, including myself, were sending thoughts and prayers to De- uh, DeMar even while he was was on the field. Uh, you know, and the medical uh, professionals were attending to him, were sending thoughts and prayers to him, uh, you know, even while that process was going on. Uh, but uh, even more so than that, to just see that uh, that demonstrated on the field by those players, you know, because, you know, it's one thing to put tweets out there. You're in our thoughts. You're in our prayers. Or it's one thing to say that to a person, but then it's another thing to actually see that happening right in front of your very eyes. And and uh, and and so I think we saw the power of prayer uh, unfold and be revealed to us um, uh, right in front of us. And those players came together, those coaches and players on both sides. It, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills were both praying together, uh, and they were both emotional, 
and um, you know those you saw those two coaches come together, and uh, I think they basically de- decided collectively that they were not going to continue uh, with this game. There was no way that uh, that 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 they could continue. There were reports that the game had been temporarily suspended for five or ten minutes, and the players would uh, you know reconvene on the field and they would you know um uh they they would resume play but you could tell you could look on those on the faces of those players and they did not look like they were interested at all at going back out on that field and uh i i know you know it was it was it was a it was a very touchy situation because it was unprecedented in the sense that it, nothing like this had ever happened before. I think the anything the the closest thing that we saw to something like this was watching um, a few years ago back. It might have been two two thousand and twenty uh, during the uh, uh, basketball game. I might have been the Milwaukee Bucks when um, the NBA decided to cancel the game before it even started. Um, it was the it might have been the Phoenix Suns. I forgot who they might have been playing. But they canceled the game before it even started uh, because of COVID. Somebody on the team had contracted COVID-19, and they decided to cancel the game. And then ultimately, games began to be canceled. And then that's when everyone really went into this. That That's when the pandemic kind of officially started, when you started to see these games being canceled and, uh, and, and, uh, and whatnot. So uh, to see this game... To see this unfold in real time in front of us was was upsetting, and uh, I, I'm sure many of you were like, "Wow, what are they going to do? Are they going to continue with this game? Because there's no way these players look like they're ready to even play a game." And without being able to um, understand or hear what was going on on the field, you could just about uh, discern what the conversations that were going on between the different coaches and players about whether they were going to continue or not. And um, there was speculation uh, about, you know, when the game was going to be canceled and and how long it took for uh, criticism about how long it took for the NFL to cancel the game. And I agree with most of those who um, were uh, understanding of the amount of time it took because not just because of the unprecedented nature of this decision to cancel the game, but also considering the other factors that would go that need to needed to go into making this kind of decision, because uh, the game could not be canceled the same time that the ambulance was leaving the field to take Demar Hamlin to uh, the University of Cincinnati Hospital, because if they cancel the game. At that same time, then you would have a bottleneck of traffic. The ambulance would would be, have to contend with that, trying to get him to the medical facility to be um, uh, to be um, looked at and and and, uh, and worked on. So, uh, and you know, the longer someone is uh, unconscious, uh, especially when it it was related to anything. In the brain or in the heart, the 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 more severe it could ultimately be when it is t- when when they do have an opportunity to work on them again. 
And so the, the time was of the essence. So the focal point and uh, in the in the in the in the interim was to address Demar Hamlin first, and then the NFL were was going to I, I assume uh, look at canceling the game at that point uh, for the sake of the fans. But he had to be the optimal. His condition was the optimal uh, reason at that point. That was the that his condition was the focal point, I should say. That was what they were looking at, and I imagine that was what they were concerned with the most. And the fans were safe; they were in the stadium, and then they would uh, the NFL would work on uh, making the decision to cancel the game, and uh, and and which they did. They canceled the game. It took about maybe thirty to forty-five minutes after the ambulance had left the field for them to give the final pronouncement that the game had been officially canceled uh, or suspended. Uh, and, and, and of course, there were questions about whether they were going to play the game again. Uh, we found out yesterday that NFL decided to officially cancel uh, the Bills and Bengals game from the, from the schedule, uh, and uh, the AFC Championship game is going to be they're looking at uh, having it on a neutral site. I believe all of these things or these changes are directly connected to this Bills and Bengals game that was not played uh, because of or completed because of the DeMar Hamlin injury. So, you know, it's important that we, you know, what was discussed during that time by most of the reporters and we appreciated it, what was most, what was most important was Demar Hamlin's medical condition. It was not the, uh, the 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 football game. It wasn't what was happening on the field. It was not the the, the team's individual records and what their playoffs uh, aspirations were. It was the medical condition of the player Demar Hamlin. And those that uh, you know thought otherwise, you know, I feel sorry for you because. Uh, this young man's life was at stake. In fact, uh, there was a sports uh, analyst, uh, Skip Bayless, who was criticized because he put out a tweet that was very insensitive uh, uh, regarding uh, the NFL shouldn't cancel the game because, you know, there's a lot more at stake and, you know, people are betting on this game and playoff aspirations are at stake. And this was a tweet that he put out and even his own um, partner on uh, on Undisputed, Shannon Sharp was was uh, infuriated with him to the point where the next show he didn't even come into the studio with Skip. He was uh, you know he gave some kind of excuse from what I understand to uh, do the show do the show from another location. But the insensitivity of sports analysts like Skip Bayless is deplorable when it comes to matters like this. Uh, and uh, I'm sure he's going to reap some repercussions, uh, you know, uh, when all of this, when all the dust settles and when all of this is said and done, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, sports, you know, you have to keep the main thing the main thing. You have to put things in its proper perspective. And at that particular moment, that light, that man's life was 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 
uh, the 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 main thing. That man, young man's life, was uh, was the only thing that we should have been focused on. And uh, you saw very few people talking about any other thing, especially when it was on when it came to social media. They were that their main refrain was canceling the game, and that's what one thing that I put out there as a part of that tweet as well. We're praying for. Uh, Demar Hamlin, we put that on our IG, and uh, and and that is, and we're praying for Demar Hamlin, and the game should be canceled. In fact, another one of our Facebook uh, fans uh, commented on uh, that very post that we made regarding Demar Hamlin cancel tonight's Monday Night Football game. Instead, let's pray for Bill Safety Demar Hamlin. Hashtag prayers for. Demar Hamlin shouts out to Lula Boyd Stribling, uh, who uh, who put a praying hand emojis there uh, to basically indicate that they that she was praying for uh, Demar Hamlin as well. So uh, again, guys, you gotta get tap you gotta tap into our Facebook fan page uh, when you make comments about posts that we make. We'll definitely share them on uh, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're getting ready to take another break. When we come back, we're going to be talking New Year's resolutions. We're going to share with you the top 10 New Year's resolutions. You don't want to go anywhere. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnimmons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. 
the new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new michaelnimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought-provoking experience. Global advocate Martin Luther King III. So I, I think the future is is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years, theoretically, could cause, of have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. The crypto collapse does not appear to be worrying one major celebrity. Former President Donald Trump launching his own NFT collection. Trump fans will be able to collect limited edition Trump digital trading cards. And Trump being Trump, he shot a commercial for it. Listen. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump digital cards, just like a baseball card or other collectibles. The cards will cost $99 and you can pay for it with a credit card or crypto. I apologize for the, for the laughter. This is not about politics. That just appeared like a parody ad, but it is real. It is real. And I think that also speaks to maybe where we are in crypto right now, because when you take a look at the NFT market more specifically, it's fallen off a cliff. I don't think that is the notion or really the sign for you to get back into the NFT market if you were in fact in it. Donald Trump, I, he's not selling me at least. That is the strangest it's timing. Very strange. I have, I mean, listen, that would probably sell maybe like to capitalize on cakes all, years ago, but. Yeah. That timing. Maybe is all the all the drama around crypto. He's trying to drum up some of the uh, the attention. We Ooh. know he loves that. So an interesting timing, though, to say the least.
let the celebrations begin. With COVID's grip on the world loosening, it's time to ring in the new year the way it should be done. With fireworks in Australia and Bangkok, Thailand. Temple bells in Japan. In New York City's Times Square, rain in the forecast did little to deter the revelers. Where are you guys from? I'm from Brazil. Brazil. Colombia. Colombia. Mexico. 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 Anxiously awaiting the first celebrations without COVID restrictions since the pandemic began. Like nine and a half hours to go. Yeah. yeah. The NYPD out on mass today. Thousands of uniformed and plainclothes officers securing the streets. Dozens of sanitation trucks blocking access. Inside the barricades, no coolers or large bags. And no umbrellas. The weather's not that great, but the scenery is absolutely amazing. Festive hats will have to be enough to protect the crowd from the rain. While out on Times Square, the wind should cooperate, even if the rain does not. All eyes trained on the water from Crystal Ball, ready to welcome 2023. And Stephanie Gosk joins us from the center of it all, Times Square. So, Steph, do they have any sense of how big the crowds are actually going to be this year? more than 100,000 people will be here this year. That's a far cry from last year during the Omicron surge when there were just 15,000. The year before that, the public wasn't invited at all. So it's really nice to look out here and see Times Square back to life on New Year's Eve. Kristen? Finally, we're talking New Year's resolutions with the 2023 uh, festivities right around the corner. Country Living Magazine put out their list of resolutions. You can actually keep in the new year. Let's take a look at this. Coming in at number five, love a countdown. Keep your car clean. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good That's one. tough to do. I was going to say, impossible. <laughs> uh, seems easy enough, I guess. Uh, make your bed is the next one. Okay. Oh, that, yeah. Somebody, exactly. Somebody's mother write this list. Right. Uh, still uh, a simple resolution uh, we can all stick to. Number three on their list, compliment someone and mean it. Oh, that's nice. A little kindness goes like a long that. way. How about number two, get outside. It's a good one. We'll do that in a minute. Uh, you can knock out a fitness resolution with this promise to get some more fresh air. And then the last one, Country Living's list is schedule more girl time or time with friends. <laughs> oh, I love that. Any resolutions? Okay, mine. I think you're going to like this, Dylan. Okay. I want to start cooking more. Oh, that's nice. Good. Healthy food. Maybe you can help me. Yeah. You and yeah. Savannah both. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back on the New Year's New You edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I hope you're enjoying our discussion of uh, the three hot topics that we have for this week's edition. We talked in the first segment about the stalemate in the U.S. Congress. That's right, guys. Uh, Speaker of the House Republicans have failed to elect a new Speaker of the House for the 118th Congress that uh, is yet to be sworn in because of their dereliction of duty. We love to know what your thoughts are about that. Uh, as well as in the last segment, we talked about the update uh, regarding Buffalo Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, we love to get your thoughts about any of the topics that we discussed in this week's edition. Again, go to our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ uh, or on Instagram at TOL Radio, host MSN, the TOL Radio Show on TikTok, uh, TOL Radio, host MSN. Send us an email at contact 
at michaelnemons.com. Again, we share your thoughts as well on this uh, podcast. So be sure to tap in and follow us on any and all of our social media. In this, uh, in this last segment, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. That's right, guys. We all uh, have New Year's resolutions. Uh, we're just, uh, uh, you know, seven days, six or seven days into this new year. And many of you, including myself, have New Year's resolutions. Some uh, have thought about them and already put them out there. And some are actively working on those New Year's resolutions. And some are still thinking about it and you know it's just the first uh first week in this new year so you want to give yourself some time to kind of figure things out uh there is no rush (laughs) uh you know because you know the, the other joke is you know some people put new year's resolutions out there in the first week and then the second week they're already uh, they, they are, they've already failed on all of them so you know you want to give yourself some time uh, you know give yourself some room to, uh, to, to, to for your resolution to be completed uh, but in this week's uh, in this segment we want to talk about the top 10 most common New Year's resolutions according to Brad Zumick uh, who uh, put this blog out here we're going to put this uh, blog on or post this blog on our Facebook fan page so you can uh, chime in and share your thoughts about it as well. Shouts out to Brad Zumik. We we ran across this article and thought it would be interesting to uh, share uh, some of his thoughts on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So we'll start at number 10. Number 10, read more. Read more is... Uh, a New Year's resolution that uh, is one of the most common uh, New Year's resolutions that uh, people uh, typically uh, select for themselves. Number nine, travel more. Yes, travel more. Travel more um, is another New Year's resolution. Uh, Number eight is spend more time with family and friends. Yes, that is definitely a good New Year's uh, resolution to spend more time with family. The older you get, the more you understand and realize how important family is and spending more time with them because time is not promised to anyone. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. And so you want to spend time with family and friends. Number seven, quit smoking. Yes, that is definitely a good New Year's resolution. Those that are uh, have that as their resolution, I'm sure, um, you know, it's not something that you can just turn on and turn off uh, at will. But quitting quitting smoking is something that takes time to do. Uh, it's not something that is easy, from what I understand. I'm not a smoker, but it's one that takes time. It takes commitment. It takes dedication to do so. Uh, but uh, it is definitely a New Year's resolution that's directly related to your health. Uh, and uh, it's one that um, I think you should really look into those that have uh, chosen that as their New Year's resolution. Number six is save more money, spend less money. Oh, my God. That is definitely a good New Year's resolution. Save more money, 
spend more money. That is one for all of us. All of us have the problem of, of spending more, spending too much money and not saving enough of our money. Uh, that is definitely a, a global problem. <laughs> Everybody who is listening and not and even not listening to this week's episode should adhere uh, or make this their New Year's resolution. Uh, number five, live life to the fullest. Definitely live life to the fullest, whatever that might be. Um, if it's taking more risk or doing something that you've never done before, being more courageous, uh, you know, being more uh, trying to live a more fulfilled life, uh, whatever that is, if that is your New Year's resolution, I think that is a good one. Um, it is not it is um, it's not specific. It's a fairly general, uh, a fairly general uh, New Year's resolution, but it's one that uh, I think is a good one nonetheless. Um, the, the number four is learn a new skill or a hobby. Uh, definitely a uh, definitely a good um, a good a good one to um, a new New Year's resolution. A ne- uh, definitely a good one to uh, complete. You know, learning a new skill, learning a I don't know, learning how to learning a new instrument, learning how to play an instrument, um, uh, learning, uh, learning, uh, learning how to play a video game. I'm not sure if that's a good one, <laughs> but learning a new skill or a hobby, um, learning how to uh, let's see, learning how to, you know, there, there's a lot of things I'm sure you can learn how to do. Uh, but again, having that as a New Year's resolution is definitely one uh, that is very common. People typically use a new, the, the beginning of the new year to focus on learning something new, broadening their horizons in whatever way uh, they, they, they might do so. Number three is get more organized. Oh, my God. That is definitely another one for everybody. You know, save more money, spend less money, get more organized. Yes, that is something for all of us. We need to get more organized. And, you know, when you when you're around uh, a lot of clutter, you feel sluggish, you feel confused. You your your it affects it affects your attitude. It affects the way you deal with people when you are when but but when you have when your life is more organized when your house is cleaner when your office is clean you know you 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 have a better attitude a better perspective about life because of it you know you can even say that your office and your or your home or what or your or your your domicile uh, is a reflection of your inner man you know the the clutter on the outside is just a reflection of the clutter on the inside that's a, that that's an insight into how a person's uh, uh, uh how a person's life is on the inside you know that's a little tidbit for those that might be listening i'm sure you might have heard that before and that's why it's important to get organized because when you organize your mind you can organize your the the, the your environment around you uh and and that's important as well number two and number one i believe are 
uh, are closely related, directly related to each other. Number two is lose weight. And number one is exercise more. Lose weight, exercise more. Uh, and uh, number one is one that I am certainly working on. I've been working on it uh, 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 since uh, July of 2022. You know, I have decided to go on a strength training journey. I've been on a weight training uh, journey uh, since July of last year. And uh, I'm coming along. I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of, I got more than my toe in the water. Uh, before it was just a toe. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, now I, I feel like I got my whole foot in and uh, I'm getting, um, um, I'm getting closer now. I'm, I'm starting to put my, my, this year I'm going to put my whole leg in. I got, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> that's how, I, that's how I am. That's how I, <laughs> that's how I look at things. <laughs> you know, I'm not the first person in the pool. I, I kind of like watch, I'm observing. I'm not the, I, you know, I, 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 you know, kind of put my toe in the water first to kind of see how it feels. Uh, get the temperature of the of the water before I decide to you know completely immerse myself in. But uh, and I know you know I'm not the only one. Uh, but but many of you do that as well. You know you don't just dive right into something. You know because you you want to count up the cost. You want to see how it feels. You want to see how you know how, you know how see how things work out. That's the kind of person that I am. You know with some things and maybe not with everything. Uh, but but with some things I am I'm, I'm I kind of put my toe in first and then I put my foot in then I then I you know then before I know it I got uh, my leg in and then my my torsos in and then I I go ahead and just immerse myself completely <laughs> into it so uh, I have a goal in mind of where I want to be uh, you know and I'm not going to put that time frame out there just yet but I'm working on some things so that is that's 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 I'm 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 giving you kind of like uh, those that are listening to me. I'm giving you a window into uh, my thinking, my my uh, the way I think, and 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 one of my New Year's resolutions that I'm currently working on. So uh, you know we'll we'll put some pictures out there maybe uh, in a little bit to let you know how we're doing, uh, and uh, you know uh, might put something on our uh, social media. Uh, to kind of give uh, give you guys an update on where we are, and and uh, I I didn't I didn't do a before picture. I should have uh, started with the before picture. That way I could at least post that or put that picture up in comparison to where I am. But uh, believe me, I have a mental picture of where I was, uh, and uh, I'm I'm I think I'm making some progress. But I believe I have uh, some ways to go. I know I I have some ways to go. Uh, but I want to share that with you guys and uh, be a little bit uh, vulnerable, be a little bit transparent in uh, our new year, new you edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, I hope you guys appreciate that and uh, feel free again to share some of your New Year's resolutions uh, in the comments uh, of this particular post when we post this on our Facebook fan page. Guys, we'd love to know what some of your New Year's resolutions are as well. What are you working on? What do you want to do? 
you do you want to exercise more do you want to lose weight do you feel you need to get more organized or do you need to learn a new hobby or skill uh, or you know do you do you have a uh, uh, an addiction that you want to quit you know is it is it drinking or is it smoking whatever it is you know uh, is that one of your new year's resolutions or maybe you just want to read more or travel more you know any of those are all great uh, New Year's resolutions and uh, I think it's important to not just put it out there but actively work on fulfilling those resolutions because uh, you know you you have the time to get it done you have the time uh, to to work on it so why not take the time uh, to do just that I think it's so very important that uh, and that that we put forth the effort because just like we've said, and, and, and I believe it was Steve Harvey who said this uh, in um, in one of our thoughts of the weeks. It was it might have been the one uh, not last week, but the week before where he was saying uh, the, uh, the only guarantee in, in talking about winning and quitting. You know, if you it, it, the guarantee, the only guarantee in quitting is that you will never reach your goal. When you quit, you will never reach your goal. That is the guarantee in quitting. But when you when you decide to be determined, when you decide to hang in there and continue on, then you will reach your destination. But you have to be committed to whatever uh, you decide to do. Quitting, the only guarantee in quitting is you will never reach your goal. Uh, so you have to keep that uh, always in your mind and in your purview when you are making those kinds of decisions. Guys, uh, I love to know what your thoughts are about uh, this topic or any of the three topics that we discussed in this week's New Year, New You edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we're going to give you our thought of the week. It's the new year and a new you. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Vision. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimitz. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision, endorsed by best-selling authors, Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks, and mega pastor, Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimmons. Stay locked. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. 
listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's time. 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 For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought of the Week. The thought of the week is entitled, New Year, New You. The Word of God reminds us, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, but all things have become new. There is no better characterization of a new year than this powerful and poignant scripture that assures us that old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Each year consists of 365 days that are both comprised of good days and bad, wins and some losses, highs and definitely some lows. But one songwriter assures us that in our evaluation of our time here on earth, our good days outweigh our bad ones and I won't complain. This scripture sets the line of demarcation between the old and the new. The writer wants us to know and to be certain of that being in Christ makes you a brand new person. Regardless of what your past might look like, regardless of what you did yesterday or what people might think of you or what you have done, you are a brand new person. Does that mean that have new clothes, new house, new car, new material things? No. The kind of newness that Jesus Christ gives transcends material accoutrements and superficial haberdashery. But the newness that Christ gives is far more substantial and eternal. A new walk, a new talk, a new attitude, a new mindset, a new perspective on life, a new purpose, a new reason for living. And when you have this, it makes everything else appear secondary. You could be a new you in an old car. You could be a new you in an old house. Your newness is not contingent upon what you have, but who you are. You no longer look to things for fulfillment and gratification. You no longer look for people for encouragement or confirmation. But you do as the Apostle Paul instructs us and look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So let this be the year you start something new. Let this be the year of new beginnings. Let this be the year of a new attitude, a new outlook, a new perspective, a new purpose, a new mission statement, a new roadmap, a new compass, a new drive, new motivation, new benchmarks, new goals which will ultimately lead to new achievements, new dreams which will lead to new opportunities, new visions which will ultimately lead to a new you. I know you enjoyed this week's thought entitled New Year, New You. And you know it's true, we've got to start looking at life differently. You know, with new uh, a new mindset, new outlook, new perspective, and in turn, we will start to see life differently with new possibilities, new opportunities, new doors that are open for us. And it all starts with you. 
Again, we want to wish everybody a happy new year and thank you for tuning in to this week's new year, new year edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. And we're believing that this is going to be the best year for you yet. We are believing it. We're standing in agreement with you that you're going to do some great things in the year 2023. And we're we're standing in agreement because we're believing it not just for you, but we're believing it for ourselves as well. Guys, uh, we are, again appreciate you tuning in to this week's edition. And remember to tune in on tomorrow uh, so you can watch America's Got Talent All-Stars and see the Detroit Youth Choir compete for that $1 million prize. Guys, don't forget, we are supporting them. We are behind them 110% right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember, music director Anthony White has been on the show before, and uh, they 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 have, uh, they got all the way in their, uh, the, the last the last go around, they got all the way uh, to runner up. But this time, we're believing that they're going to claim that $1 million prize. So be sure to tune in on tomorrow Monday, January 9th, and you'll be able to see the Detroit Youth Choir on America's Got Talent All-Stars. You heard it here first. Well, guys, we're getting ready to get out of here. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to have another great show in store for you. But before we go, as always, remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening. And go Lions. edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Want to be a guest on the podcast? Send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in each week for the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, giving voice to issues that matter to you.